Welcome to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. With your host, Dr. Mary Sanders, a medical intuitive and chiropractor. Let's join the podcast. Welcome back to today's show. With me today is Alara Sage. She has over 15 years of experience helping others reignite and transform their own lives. She works with ambitious female leaders and professionals who are highly successful, but feel unfulfilled and lonely in love, life, and relationships. She helps them reawaken their sexual power as a woman so that they can magnetize deep action, pleasure, and wealth without sacrifice. More importantly, she has walked the walk. Alara is passionate about helping women become impactfully present and experience greater influence, power, and bliss by embracing their woman. The title of today's podcast is Having Pleasure is Critical to Reducing Anxiety and Stress. Welcome, Alara, to the podcast, Energy Medicine. Thank you so much for providing us with your wisdom and your experience and your time today. I know Alara and I, just so you all know in the audience, Alara and I have had the opportunity to speak on a panel together, and there was such a ignition of energy between the two of us that when we got done with the panel, we knew that we had to do this podcast together because it was we were feeding off of one another, and it was just a high-vibe type situation. So, Alara, my pleasure to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Mary. I am absolutely thrilled and excited just to see what arises through this exchange and this moment with you. It's bound to be exciting. So let's just dive in. I know both you and I agree that as a society, we are driven. We're driven with goals in mind. We have an orientation that revolves around performance. And I'd like to hear from you as to somebody that teaches others how to be in the moment and experiencing more pleasure. What is happening to us when we're so performance driven? What's going on? Yes. You know, this has definitely been my own personal experience and my process to to pleasure was through performance. And what I experience with my clients and what I experience with myself is really, you know, this, this highly stimulated nervous system and this real addiction, the addiction to fight or flight, the addiction to adrenaline. If you really look at our society today, you can see this addiction. You can see the addiction and the consumption of caffeine and stimulants that we feel that we need to maintain this high level drive, this high productivity. You can see it in just the way that we speak about our life that, you know, it's, it's like you work hard and then you die, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you work hard so that you can go on vacation so that you can retire Really, you know, with the implication there that there is no pleasure in your day to day, there is no joy. It is a 
more of a busting your your balls <laughs> to then some at some point in your life arrive at the point that then you can relax then you can let go then you can experience pleasure but as i mentioned our nervous system is is in this very triggered space of fight or flight and it really doesn't benefit our bodies as you know dr mary it's very very taxing on the body it's very draining of the adrenals it's very, it just sucks all of the, you know, the creative life force, our native energy into this form of fight or flight. Because if you think about it, if you really think in more of the primal understanding of animals, it takes a lot of energy to fight or flight. It takes a lot of energy to really protect yourself, right? Whereas if you move into the, the opposite state of the nervous system is rest and digest, well, that obviously suggests a lot more relaxation and a lot less energy needed. So we're really draining. We're just naturally draining our energy supplies through a mental structure, through a mental perspective on our life that we have to achieve in order to be valued, that we have to perform in order to be worthy. And, you know, I don't mean that we shouldn't do because, of course, we are here in the physical. We are here to actualize. We are here to create. We are all powerful creators. So I'm all about creating and doing. But there's a difference between performing from a state of I am only worthy. I am only valuable if I create, perform, establish, you know, accomplish and I create because I deeply desire and it brings me immense pleasure. Wow, that's a powerful start to this podcast. And there's so much information, Alar, that you just shared. I'd like to take a moment and unpack this just a little bit. And let's go back to what you were talking about, the demand of the fight and flight system, what that means to the sympathetic nervous system and what that does to our adrenal system. And we know that our adrenals are designed, you know, to assist us in fight or flight. That's what they are designed to produce cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, DHEA, just to name a few. But when we're under chronic stress, then you have a continuous production of these hormones that creates a negative feedback cycle in all the other endocrine glands. So even though we may be saying consciously, and this is what I think you were alluding to, even though we may consciously in our mindset, I need to slow down, I need to relax, this is not healthy, we then, from a physiological standpoint, have some addictions to those hormones that run within our body. And that perpetuates even more of the drive in that force that perpetuates us forward. So there's so much. You're talking about the physical body. You're talking about the emotional body. You're also talking about the energetic body. And then not to mention even the cultural demands and the persona as to what performance and what success looks like in today. And so I know that you're going to talk more about the mindset of what it means to practice a pleasure mindset. So can we tap into the mindset section of what you're talking about, the mind, body, spirit approach to pleasure? Yeah, absolutely. So, 
you know, we don't really understand pleasure as humans. It's quite interesting. Again, we have this belief that pleasure is, is saved. You know, again, if you think about like your dessert, eating your dessert, wearing your favorite dress, all of these things are saved for special circumstances. Your, your pleasure is saved for vacation. Your pleasure is saved for retirement. So right then and there, we can start to see how we believe that we are not allowed pleasure all the time, that it is a special circumstance. It is only in these specific moments do we allow ourselves pleasure. And with understanding that, we then, so what's the opposite of pleasure, right? Pleasure, opposite of pleasure is some level of like struggle or maybe pain, right? So we believe very much that our life is much of a struggle. It is very painful. And and we have to really fight. We have to work hard and fight and drive in order to accomplish. And this is really rooted in, and not to, you know, veer too far off, but this is really rooted in, you mentioned the word force. And, and I love understanding power versus force, you know, because if you think about struggle and pushing, right? That is an energy of force. And force, if you take your hands and you press them together almost in prayer fashion and you're pushing them together, that's force, right? But if you take one hand away, there's no more force there because there's nothing to press against. And so when we are struggling in life, when we are fighting in life, when we believe that life has to be challenging, hard, driving, then we are really creating this feeling of pressing against ourselves. And it's like pushing a boulder up the hill, right? So again, let's kind of flip that around. I'm just kind of creating some pictures here for the listeners. If then we move into pleasure mindset, pleasure mindset is really the belief and the understanding that Pleasure is available in all moments. Not only is it available, but when Shakti, when creative life force energy, when divine love unbridled moves through your body, unabated, just moves very fluidly and flow gracefully through your body, it is highly orgasmic. So pleasure and orgasm is actually like a, literally a cherry, ha ha ha, on top of the ability to allow life through you, to allow creation through you, to allow expression of your genius through you. And that is a highly, highly pleasurable experience for your physical body, for your emotional body, for your mental body, and for your spiritual body. So in the energy of this pleasure mindset, this is the energy of power. And with power, there is a a space of surrender. We have to surrender to the flow of creation through us. And power doesn't need to be fed. Power doesn't need to be maintained. Power maintains itself. So when we think about that force and how you have to constantly be maintaining yourself and be maintaining your life, and it's very exhausting to be feeding everything because it's all created in force, the pleasure mindset in power is it actually becomes easier and easier 
and easier as you learn to allow yourself the fluidity and grace of your own genius. So it is one is rooted in force that needs to be maintained and fed, preserved. And the other one is rooted in power, which is organically created and emphasized and magnified within itself. Mm, so beautifully stated. Alar, I can't help but to think about pleasure in the mindset. When you think generational perspective, I don't think pleasure was really introduced until maybe the 60s. Like that was, you know, in an era in which pleasure was accepted as primarily a norm. Like they wanted to let go of some of the dichotomy and some of the rigidity of what was learned from generations previously. And they all had previous generations served their purpose in getting us to where we were revolutionized and all those uh, beautiful uh, organ, uh, organ, uh, organizations and systems that we had in place for the infrastructure of our economy. All of that stuff was necessary and we had to work hard and we still work hard for various different reasons. But pleasure, by and large, is not something that is role modeled to us. I can honestly say I watched my parents work super hard in order to create what they have. And I was raised in the mindset, embarrassingly enough, that, you know, just keep your head down and just stay focused, work hard, and then, you know, all will be okay. And so I grew up with the mindset that life is a struggle. And quite honestly, I created more struggle because that was the mindset that I was operating from. And that struggle showed up as, you know, it created a complete adrenal exhaustion. So that's one point that I want to say about that, you know, that force when you're using the hands pushing together, you know, showing, pushing and pushing and pushing and that, you know, if you just take one hand away, then you have more grace and ease. I didn't fully experience grace and ease until I embodied literally and figuratively the Kundalini energy. And I think, Alara, you're talking about the kundalini energy. And for the sake of the audience and the listeners, the way I was taught kundalini from a perspective above and beyond what I learned on my yoga mat, but what I learned at the Academy of Intuition Medicine is that when we have the energy center that Alara was talking about, the, the serpentine structure that comes from the pelvic bowl and that these serpentine structures wrap around the energy centers and they coil their way on up through the body all the way on up through the energy center as it leaves on the top of the cranium. And that's a really kind of a, a Hindu perspective that you embrace in yoga. But when I took that perspective and combined it with the fact that Kundalini, as far as a triad, one of the healing energies that you have available, I mean, obviously, earth energy is always available to us. Our life force energy is our own personal energy frequency. And then when we can direct and tap into the Kundalini energy centers arising from our pelvic bowl and the creative energy centers, we can literally, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alara, we can activate the trillions of cells within our physical body to resonate and to vibrate at a much higher frequency, which then in turn attracts more grace and ease. 
Absolutely. Yes. And I would love to add so much to such a beautiful expression. So Kundalini Shakti, and I always refer to it as Shakti, is the divine femme. It's a primordial femme power within us. So the feminine, the inner feminine that we all hold, regardless of your sexual orientation or of your physical structure. And, you know, very quickly, I just want to say our society for 5,000 years has not experienced the full power of the feminine. Okay. There has been a deep abandonment of the feminine within our society for, as you so beautifully put, good reason. There's always reason for these experiences. And we have turned our back. We have forsaken the mother, the great mother within us all. And so that disconnected us from that Shakti. It disconnected us from that very innate healing energy within us. So that's an important thing to remember because I want the listeners to understand how long it has been that humanity has not experienced what is arriving on our planet right now, okay? And so what is Shakti? Shakti is pure creative life force energy, okay? If you think of it, it is pure creative life force energy. It is the energy that creates the feminine. It is the energy that creates. And what does she create? She creates everything, right? If you think of women with wombs, we create life. We literally turn energy spirit into physical form, right? And the great mother, the cosmic mother, the mother of all is the creator of all. And one of the most beautiful things she ever said to me was first, she said, the universe is always having sex with itself. And I was like, well, gosh, darn it. Aren't you right? Yes, it is. It's always creating, right? It's always having sex. If you look at Gaia, if you look at our planet, there's always, that's always happening, you know, with the planet, with the plants, excuse me, with the animals, with the microorganisms. And the second thing she always said to me, she said to me, and she actually showed me this was that she is always in a state of orgasm and she is creating from that orgasm because of that orgasm. So Kundalini Shakti is absolutely a deeply healing energy that we all have within us. And how beautiful is it that our medical system has the symbol of the two serpents, right? I mean, that is self-explanatory. They don't ever speak about it, but that's what it's signifying. So the Shakti is deeply healing for one. It's also absolutely activating activates the creative being within us and not just our creativity, but that is one of the avenues, but our ability to very powerfully translate creative life force energy into our physical reality, right? So we could talk about, you know, manifestation and creation. But the third thing about Kundalini Shakti is, you know, this is the tantric teachings. It is the movement of the feminine to unite with the masculine. And so as we connect to our Shakti and we learn how to utilize that energy within us, we enter into a, a weaving of unity within ourselves. And this is what's really happening on our planet right now. And really the invitation for women is to deepen into and reconnect, unify with mm -hmm. their feminine mm -hmm. within themselves. And 
as I said, when we allow this creative flow through us, it is highly, highly, highly orgasmic. I'm talking outside of sex. You know, I experience ecstatic bliss and orgasm throughout my day, just as that energy moves through my body. It's extremely orgasmic. We don't have to have orgasm just in sex. Orgasm can be throughout the day. In, in many different experiences. But for women, this is so profound right now because as we deepen into this connection, and I want to come back to kind of the, the title of this conversation, and we learn how to connect to our own inner feminine power, we release pleasure and we activate ourselves, which ignites our power ignites this inexhaustible. The feminine is inexhaustible. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, how many of you feel exhausted, right? How mm -hmm. many of you feel overwhelmed? How many of you feel tired, fatigued, run down, right? At your wits end, perhaps. The feminine that is within you is that inexhaustible source. She continues to flow. And when you are connected to her, you feel that way. It's not to say that you are in that fight or flight because you're not. You're not in this go, go, go. You have this rhythm to your being. You are cyclical in nature. However, there's always availability. You are never exhausted. You're never overwhelmed. The minute that I feel any subtle level of overwhelm, I know exactly that I simply am not connected. I simply need mm -hmm. to open up and surrender back to her flow and bam, there I am again. So it's mm -hmm. a beautiful understanding that she is what we have been seeking and looking for. And she is arising once again on this planet to really eradicate these beliefs that we have to struggle, that we have to exhaust ourselves, you know, that we have to run ourselves into the ground, that we have to feel this way of never quite getting there. And we get to instead Really, I mean this symbolically and literally, we get to open our legs and receive love through us and allow the flow and allow the grace. And yes, just so you beautifully put, Dr. Mary, it takes practice and it took me practice as well, but it is available to everybody, including mm -hmm. men. And so, Alara, thank you for that. I thought that, that you spoke very eloquently there. And I just want to come back to some of the basics of what I think you're trying to communicate to the listeners. And that is the importance of connecting with Mother Earth to receive that feminine energy in essence, grounding and connecting in with the most sustainable force that we have available to us. Is that correct in what I'm understanding? Yes. And there is an energy within you. So the okay. Kundalini Shakti sits right above the root chakra. It is in our mm -hmm. body. And, you know, one of the ways, like when I work with clients, I teach them how to connect to their Shakti via their sexual pleasure, because it's a really great, all sexual energy is Shakti. Not all mm -hmm. Shakti is sexual energy. So when I say Shakti, people are like, okay, that sounds brilliant. What does that mean? How do I connect to it? How do I experience this? And so one of the ways that I work with clients is through their sexual energy, because also mm -hmm. the reason that we aren't connected is deep because of shame, 
which lives in our sexual organs. It lives, it's very, very interwoven with our sexual energy and how we see ourselves sexually. So that whole pathway is a wonderful way to connect with yourself, your inner feminine, open her up and really deeply connect to the chakra. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to that just to clarify the nature of my question there because the point that you're making, and I think that this is important, in that is the kundalini energy that cycles within all of us is coming from a cellular frequency within the body. When you connect to earth energy, that's an exchange with the earth energy emanating from the earth, traveling through the feet chakras into the physical body. When you allow more life force energy, you're inviting that through the seventh chakra down into the central nervous system and the spine, and then ultimately back into the pelvis. And I hope that the listeners are understanding that Alara, when she's talking about the activation of the Kundalini, and when she herself talks about how it took time and repetition to develop this technique and this frequency, she also connects into the earth energy and her life force energy in order to truly activate the Kundalini within herself. And that's how she's able to maintain the vibrancy and the vitality that she emanates. And I know, Alara, you and I can both sit here and say, life has not always been this vital. Meaning that the listeners who are saying, what are these ladies on? How did they even get there? Because I'm so stinking tired right now, I can barely get off the couch. So been there, done that. I have been adrenally exhausted. I have been flatlined physically. And it does, it takes time to climb out of that. I guess the take-home message is that it is possible. It is doable. And we all have the tools within us. We may be looking outside for resources and it's great, you know, it's wonderful that we have people such as Alara holding space for us energetically and handing, spoon feeding us the techniques in order to slow drip this information in a way that it can then be digestible so that we can embody it. We can transform from the inside out. So Alara, I'd like to hear a little bit more about how you show up for other women professionally. So yes, when I work with women, you know, we are absolutely grounding in to Gaia and to the great mother. And then we're really, you know, I'm helping them to connect to this feminine power. And again, to release this shame, to release these energies, these belief structures. It's really about belief, right? And that's one thing I wanted to say to the listeners is, is the beginning is first starting to this journey of believing that you are your own personal power, believing that you are a very, very powerful being, whether you're experiencing that or not. So I teach them how to connect to their power through their sexual energy and, and then how to actually experience it, right? Because again, we can talk about this all day long, but how do we bring these tools? How do we bring this information into our physical reality, right? And so the actions mm -hmm. that we're taking in our physical reality is how we are bringing that information into actualization and, you know, creating our life with these energies. So I'm really helping women primarily work through deep levels of shame within themselves, ways that they have 
disconnected, not accepted, just, you know, not loved themselves and reconnect to their feminine power and activate that within their bodies. That sounds lovely. And I have to say, though, most women, all of us, all of us, myself included, we have limiting belief systems. We have a conditioned programming that runs so deep within our neurological system. So when I come to you and I say, Alara, I need help. And you say, well, it's coming from your belief system. What techniques do you then employ with your clients that help them to overcome their conditioned belief patterns around shame? What tangible tools are you offering women? Yeah. So for one, I am one of the tangible tools. <laughs> I am a very powerful healer. So when I work with women, I am helping them to shift those belief structures on an energetic level. And then one of the things that I teach everybody that I speak to is the process of of limiting belief, right? Of, Of shifting any belief structure. The first step of that is the awareness that you have it, right? Because we don't see our beliefs that are running in our subconscious mind. We don't see how it's been ingrained through our genetics and our DNA. And we have a lot of denial, quite frankly, that we hold very strongly. So awareness is the first step. And with that awareness, we come into uh, acceptance, being able to observe and experience yourself with that awareness from a space of acceptance, meaning, okay, I have shame. I'm okay that I have shame. I, I allow myself, I accept myself in the understanding that I carry shame. Okay. This part is really important because oftentimes what happens when we first go on this journey of spiritual awakening, we first go on this journey of mindfulness and really seeing ourselves is we immediately judge all of the baggage and the emotional trauma that we carry. Okay. So when we start to become aware of it, we have to immediately be able to allow it, right? These possibilities, these moments of transforming a limiting belief is what we are here for. We are not here to be perfect. We are here to learn how to transform ourselves, how to evolve. So we need to start off in some manner so that we can shift ourselves. So I just want everybody to really understand that we all have baggage. We all have trauma. We all have ancestral energy. It's not about being perfect. It's about the willingness to show up for yourself. Okay. So awareness Mm -hmm. is step one. Step two is the acceptance. And already within the acceptance, it starts to shift. Already within the acceptance, the energy starts to alchemize because acceptance is love. And that's ultimately what we're transforming the energy back to is love. But step three is then to take action in the belief that you are desiring. Okay. Taking action in a new belief structure because that action again is what actualizes those energies into our physical reality. So when I'm working with people, I'm always showing them, helping them to see their limiting beliefs. And then it becomes very apparent to them very, very quickly. All of a sudden, as soon as we hone in on a limiting belief, wow, it's everywhere. They can see how this one limiting belief has created their life, has really limited them. So that awareness is so powerful to see all the different ways that it is interwoven into your life. And then they start with acceptance and allowing themselves through that process and starting to take action, affirmation, voice. We use a lot of voice to affirm and express 
new belief structures. And then I'm a part of that where I am literally bringing that energy, that vibration into their space and activating them within that new frequency. I love the multi-layered approach. That's brilliant. Um, I love the fact that you're energetically holding space for people in their own personal transformation. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you and I both agree that the empowerment portion of healing comes from within. And I know that it's not an easy process. Healing is, is a journey that is a conscious choice that people have to accept that they're on that healing path. And so it's phenomenal to have people there to assist us through that process. So I really am so very thankful that you're showing up in this world, Alara, in your area of specialty. It is greatly needed. And again, I do believe that it is going to support this overall transformation that we're seeing globally for people wanting to step in to experience more pleasure on a day in and day out basis. So thank you so much. And I know that there are many listeners that are sitting there saying, yeah, but wait, 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 don't go yet because we need to know how we can make contact with Alara. So what's the easiest and the best way to stay in communication with you? Because I know periodically you have cool events happening and people want to be able to participate. Yeah, so definitely people can go to my website. I have a couple of free offerings there that they can subscribe to. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all under Alara Sage. So my website is alarasage.com, and everything on the platform is also Alara Sage. So it's very easy to find me in those ways. Okay, so Alara, and that is A-L-A-R-A-F-A-G-E, Alara Sage. Alara, I have a tremendous amount of gratitude for you as an individual, and I honor the beauty of the spirit of who you are as well. Namaste, my friend, until we meet again. Listeners, please stay tuned and for this quick and short message. You have been listening to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. For more information about Dr. Mary Sanders or our podcast, please check out our website at www.drmarysanders.com. Thank you for listening.